When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Chief Executive Anne Doherty, welcome to The Opinion Line. What is in this plan? Go through it for me. So delighted to be able to talk to you this morning about, um, I suppose, what's the first articulation of the 46, over 46 million investment that was committed by government to the Grand Parade quarter of the city um, earlier in the year. So what we're announcing now is the uh, public display of the uh, two of the projects for that quarter. One is the um, redevelopment of Bishop Lucy Park, opening it up, making it far more accessible and far more user friendly and integrating uh, the Grand Parade with uh, South Main Street, which at the moment isn't well integrated. So that's one of the projects. The second one is a wider public realm project uh, around Bishop Lucy Park, Tucky Street, down onto South Main Street and over then Tobin Street, Southgate Bridge, uh, Proby's Quay, French's Quay, Crosses Green, Clark's Bridge and Wandsworth Quay. Talk to me first about uh, Bishop Lucy Park. From, mm-hmm. from what we know now, from what we're familiar with, what's the new version going to look like? So at the moment, as you know, Bishop Lucy Park is gated on all sides. So the new version will see all of those gates coming down, that the park will be accessible 24-7 to everybody who's using the city, that it will uh, be more sensitive to the treatment of the historic walls of the city um, and the other, uh, I suppose, ensuring as well that the whole biodiversity and the nature part of the park are far more you are far more accessible to everybody. So it will be instead of being something that you might go to it will become part of your norm to walk through it if you're going from one part of the city to the other So it won't close anymore then? No, no Could that cause a a public order issue or an anti-social behaviour problem? Because let's face it and we know that there is uh, something of an anti-social behaviour issue in that area at times Could it make it harder to police that? If it's open all the time? I think one of the things we've all learned, haven't we, over the last year and a half, that when uh, the streets are occupied by people, and we've seen that in our city as part of our Reimagine programme, that the streets, when they're full of people, that that actually has a huge positive impact on the management of any antisocial behaviour. And we've seen that right across the city on street dining. and, And I believe the same will happen, because obviously this is part of a wider regeneration 
of the Grand Parade area. Um, the, further to the plan will be the development of a new library, which will see over a million people a year visit. So I think it's about bringing activity to the street. It's bringing activity to the area. And when you improve the facilities around an area, then business will thrive. You, we've seen that. When you make it busier. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And as you know, obviously, um, you know, the Beamish and Crawford site, so we'll be able to integrate a way bigger uh, public plaza there as part of this. And obviously, when the event centre opens, that will obviously be a huge footfall in that area. And, and this is where the second element of, of the project, what you call the public realm changes, that's to tie in with the event centre plan. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now comes the difficult one. And where is the event centre? Center, like we've been waiting on it since God knows when. Um, it's we're on it. Um, I suppose it's it's I suppose it's seven years ago since the public um, competition for the preferred provider. Obviously, the last two years have been um, earth shattering for everybody. No one less than Live Nation, but Live Nation are very strongly at the table. Um, we've just uh, been through a very detailed process with them in relation to the legals, if I call it that mm. word, around the funding agreement for the. Um, to support the development of the event centre. Um, the next phase after that, from their perspective, then is is a detailed design and then obviously the uh, construction. Yeah. Do we know when we'll see shovels in the ground? Well, you know now, PJ, uh, shovels in the ground questions are always ones that uh, are, are difficult. Um, I, the detailed design for this project takes in the order of nine months. Yeah. Mm. And construction of this project would take in order of two years. Mm. So that gives you some idea of a time scale. But I don't want to say that part one is starting next week or the week after. Mm. Live Nation obviously have to work through their own governance. Mm. But I suppose what's really important, Live Nation have had to do a massive restructuring um, of their business because of what happened. Um, but Live Nation are totally supportive globally. They're a global company mm. of the development of a multifunctional event centre. The only reason I brought it up is because these plans in front of us are, are exciting and it, it would be an awful shame if the event centre didn't happen to coincide with everything else that is happening you yeah, know and I think PJ you know we all now um, post-COVID you know experience is really important to all of us isn't it about how we how we live how we interact with each other so the importance of the event centre for Cork a city of scale now that we are is even like the compelling case is even more compelling than it ever was these are major changes uh, to the city centre, places for people to meet and gather and walk. And it sounds like a wonderful, you know, a wonderful reconfiguration of the city for people who live there, who work there, who come in and out to shop. The pandemic has more of us working from home than ever before, more of us never going into town, never having to go into town. Is it an idea for an era that may be gone? Do you think that the working from home generation will actually come in to enjoy these new facilities? I do. I do. I think and, and you know, we're all part of the working from home generation in one sense, aren't we, in terms of we've all had to change our lives in terms of how we work. But I do think, PJ, that, you know, we are still as human beings, we are um, we're social, 
we we need other human beings. We like to be social, but I think that we will be far more. Um, uh, what's the word I want to use? We'll be far more. Um, we'll want a different type of experience. We 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 love the culture. We love meeting with each other. We like to eat nice food. We need. We like to gather together. So what we're trying to do in reimagining our city is create the spaces and the conditions that that can thrive. Sort of it, it, the old saying, if you build it, they will come. There is a little bit of that, but it needs to be built right. It needs to be built in keeping with what people want. So mm. I think, you know, we all want uh, openness of space. We all want to respect nature. We all want to embrace culture and heritage. Mm. So it's about trying to achieve all of those things with these projects. And is that where the public consultation will come in? That's the next step. When does yeah. it start? So um, on um, on Friday, the plans of these two projects will go out for a public consultation and that will run for a period of eight weeks. Uh, at the end of that, obviously, all the feedback will be assimilated and then uh, the outcome of all of that will be presented to council. We would hope to be able to do that in October at a council meeting in October and then the elected members, which is their reserve function, will either approve or not the progression of the project. The plans may alter as a consequence of those um, mm. consultations or there may be tweaks that need to be made. And that's the purpose of going through this public consultation. But have you a date in your mind or has the council got a date in its mind as to when they'd like to start work on this project? Oh yes, absolutely. So uh, just laying out the process to you, so the eight-week consultation starts um, uh, now. Uh, then at the end of that, obviously all, as I said, all of the information is assimilated um, and some of it may be, may require um, changes, some may not. Then it's presented to council. We hope to do that at the October meeting of council and then um, if some Subject to obviously council's approval, which is a very important part of the process, uh, then we would be going to detail design, tender, and then looking at construction early in 2022. Well, we wish you luck with it. It, it looked like great transformation for our city. And, and thanks for being with us today. Not at all. And thank you. Great to talk to you. Take care. Courts 96 FM.